Welcome to episode number eight of the Train Against Gravity podcast. I am your host, Eric Rokiski. In the last episode, I talked about the importance of calorie tracking and how it can help you achieve your weight loss goals. This week, I'm going to talk about another tool you can use to boost your efforts. And no, it has nothing to do with food or nutrition. Can you take a guess what it is? Before I answer that question, I want you to answer the following. Do you ever stop and reflect on your behaviors? I think we can all agree that there is much more to being healthy than calories in versus calories out. I don't think people pay enough attention to their mindset. And no, this isn't some think positive thoughts, lose 10 pounds bullshit. Instead, I want to give you a scientifically proven method to strengthen your mind and your behaviors. Have you figured out what I'm talking about yet? Tune in to this week's episode to find out. Journaling has become an integral part of my daily routine. Before I began this practice, I found it difficult to prioritize my needs for the day. My emotions would often dictate my actions, and I would feel as if I were being pulled in multiple directions. I was quick to give in to cravings and equally quick to allow excuses to get in the way of my productivity. Sound familiar? Before starting a workout with a client, I always walk them through a warm-up as a means of preparing the body for the physical activity it is about to take part in. The philosophy of getting warmed up can and should be applied to other aspects of our life as well. Even if you're capable of rolling out of bed and going straight into work, that doesn't necessarily mean you're operating at an optimal level of performance. Everyone is a bit different. But from experience, I know that most folks aren't motivated to just pop out of bed, drink lemon water, and get a workout in. Even I find it difficult to start my day this way. Instead of jumping right into the physical activity, I have found the most joy in a daily journaling routine using the 5-minute journal. I can only speak for myself, but I believe the best way to start the day is with a plan of action and setting attainable goals for the 24 hours ahead. For this reason, I find journaling to be one of the best tools to support mental health and productivity. Journal. The five minute journal is six months long and is broken down into six sections. Those six sections are gratitude, prioritizing your day to make it great, three amazing things that happened today, an inspiring quote, daily affirmation, and then an end-of-day reflection to grow and improve. The journal was designed to be used in the morning and the evening. It starts with an inspirational quote, which serves as a shot of positivity. They are simple and sometimes cliche, but you'll be surprised to see how well it works, especially on the days when you are dragging your feet. Also, There are fun daily challenges sprinkled throughout the journal. For example, one of the weekly challenges was pay for someone else's meal or drink this week. So who's buying me lunch? I am grateful for. Each morning, 
you are asked to write down three things of gratitude. A common complaint I hear is, how am I supposed to think of three things every day? I just end up writing down the same thing. But that is the, that is the journal's point. It trains you to think deeply about how lucky you are. It could be as simple as being grateful for the ability to walk or hear. Remember, not everyone is born with all five senses. While this may seem like a small or in- insignificant act, it has created much more space in my life for joy. It reminds me to appreciate the little things in life. A hot coffee after a sleepless night or a positive interaction with a stranger. A review of 91 studies found a daily gratitude practice boosted pro-social behaviors. In essence, helping others and sharing. And another review found an overall positive effect on well-being. I believe a daily gratitude list is one of the best things you can do for happiness. In a world where we are always compared ourselves to others, it can be easy to forget how lucky we are. Gratitude should be trained like a muscle. It requires daily repetition. Do not indulge in dreams of having what you have not, but reckon up the chief of the blessings you do possess, and then thankfully remember how you would crave for them if they were not yours. Marcus Aurelius What would make today great? I suffer from a made-up diagnosis called shiny object syndrome also known as a millennial who grew up with social media. So instead of asking myself what would make the day great, I use this section as my to-do list. Usually, I plan out my daily goals the night before, so I don't have to overthink in the morning. A to-do list keeps me focused on the tasks that need to get accomplished for the day. When I don't have a plan, I become a puppy around friends. My tail wags uncontrollably and I can't help but say hi to everyone. My to-do list is an invaluable tool in keeping me on track and focused on what I need to accomplish each day. When I go into the day without a plan, I often find myself easily distracted and unable to identify which needs and tasks deserve the most attention. Additionally, there is a great sense of accomplishment derived from crossing tasks off a list. It's kind of magical, actually. When I put the pen to paper to check off a task, I get a boost of energy and feel that small sense of victory. The small win builds momentum and motivation to complete the next task. It could be as simple as working out, reading 10 pages in your book, or food shopping. There is power in planning out your goals. Daily affirmations. I am... I know. Affirmations can be very woo-woo, but research shows potential benefits to self-affirmations. There is power in putting pen to paper and affirming who you are that day, especially if you are trying to change behavior. According to James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, changing your identity is the easiest way to change a habit. For example, if I need to write for 30 minutes that day, I write down, I am a writer, someone who writes for 30 minutes without checking my phone. It seems silly, but trust me, it works. Evening Reflections 
The five minute journal has two evening prompts that I use to reflect on my wins and losses for the day. This evening audit serves as a great reminder of where I strived and where I need to be placing more attention and effort. Before I had a regular journal practice, I found it very easy to blame others for my bad luck or shortcomings. It was difficult for me to acknowledge my failures because I felt this was a direct statement of my own inadequacies. I was masking my fear with ego, which is a common yet unhealthy way to deal with these types of feelings. Furthermore, when we let ego take over, we are left thinking we are better than we are, which leaves little room for improvement. The man who believes he knows everything stands to learn nothing. I know I am not alone in this behavior. I've seen this firsthand with my clients, success and failures. As a trainer, I've heard every excuse in the book to follow a healthy diet. I have learned that the clients who saw the best results were the ones who were able to take ownership of their mistakes. It wasn't easy for them, but allow them to see where they went wrong. Once they identified their errors, they were able to get back on track. When we don't accept our mistakes, we don't allow ourselves to learn from them. We need to be honest with ourselves daily to see where we can improve. Don't be like my younger self and be blinded by your ego. It has taken me some time but I've learned to take ownership of my mistakes through journaling. I believe the five minute journal has played a considerable role in my success and I think it can do the same for you too. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please follow me on Instagram at Eric Rokiski to receive free workouts, nutrition, and motivational tips to get you through the week. Have a great week, guys. Growing up, I was fortunate to have a full plate of food at every meal. Feeding three growing boys added up, so my parents were adamant that we didn't waste food. If we even thought about not finishing our meal, we were quickly reminded that there were people less fortunate than ourselves. As a means to do what I was told, despite how full I was, I would scarf down everything on my plate as quickly as I could. After all, I was the youngest and smallest of three brothers. My mom would often joke, you guys eat so fast, can you even taste it on its way down? While my competitive level eating skills did come in handy with putting on weight and packing on the muscle for football, it's a habit that has been hard to break over the years. As an adult, I can be prone to overeating and have had difficulty maintaining a steady weight because of it. So what are we supposed to do? Put the fork down. While attending a health and wellness retreat in Costa Rica, I learned an old trick from a Zen Buddhist. He advised me to put my fork down after each bite or to use chopsticks. The belief is that pausing after each bite slows down your eating rate and reduces overeating. But is there any science to back these claims? Eat slower. A systematic review of 22 studies found slower eating to be associated with reduced energy intake. Reducing the eating rate may be an effective intervention to decrease energy intake as part of behavioral strategies to prevent and treat obesity. Robinson et al. 2014. Furthermore, 
A slower chewing rate and smaller bite sizes have been associated with decreased energy intake, whereas the inverse has caused increases in calorie consumption. The researchers believe that there might be a muscle memory between bite size and the feeling of fullness. It may be that some people have developed a learned association between the number of sips, bites, or chews, and feelings of satiation that brings a meal to an end. Robinson et al. 2014. That's great news. But eating slowly is hard. While eating, it can be very easy to become distracted by our phones, television, or even just good old-fashioned people watching. We can slip into autopilot and polish off a full plate of food without even realizing it. That is, until the belly bloat and food coma set in, of course. Sound familiar? Or am I the only one? Practice makes perfect. I've implemented the fork strategy over the past month and have definitely seen progress with overeating. But despite this new trick in my arsenal, I still have a lot of work to do. At times, I can get halfway through a big meal while staring at my social media without giving a single bite the attention it deserves. As they say, old habits die hard. How hard exactly? Studies have shown that new habits can take up to 8 to 10 weeks. So stick with it and be patient. Remember, knowledge is not enough to change a routine. If that were the case, we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic. The time it takes to learn a new behavior depends on how many times and how well you perform the skill. Through consistent practice, you can change your old habits and create healthier new ones. Thus, it would be best to combine education with actionable principles. By putting the fork down after each bite, you are building the muscle to eat slower. It serves as a subtle reminder to slow down and chew your food.